Hi, this is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage, Insights into Personal Wholeness for Spirit, Soul, and Body. I'm a psychologist in private practice. I treat adults. However, this is not a substitute for medication or counseling. If you're having thoughts of harming yourself or another person, or if this material triggers you, please contact your doctor or a mental health specialist for help with what concerns you. Last time we started looking at learned helplessness. And learned helplessness is looking at repeated uncontrollable stress or frustration that has a negative impact on our motivation, our moods, or our confidence. And we looked at the research behind it and how it shows up in normal people. So today we're going to look at the mindsets connected with learned helplessness. And again, there are aspects of this in normal people uh, that affect, um, like when we feel stuck. And so uh, don't overanalyze yourself, uh, but just see what you can learn from the material. Again, the definition I'm using for learned helplessness comes from Medical News Today, uh, an article on May 31st, 2019 that learned helplessness is a state that occurs after a person has experienced a stressful situation repeatedly they come to believe that they are unable to control or change the situation so they don't they don't try even when opportunities for change become available so that's one of the critical issues that when there are aspects of things that can be changed the person has given up trying to do anything to help themselves. So that's the definition I'm using for learned helplessness. So the last podcast looked at how uh, the science connected with animal studies in learned helplessness. And human beings are more complex in that we formulate explanations for why things happen. So this podcast, we're going to look closely at the way that human beings interpret chronic frustration or stress and how the way that we interpret things can help us cope or complicate our ability to cope with a frustrating ongoing situation. So again, the more we understand aspects of learned helplessness, the easier it is to see why people get stuck or stop trying to help themselves, whether it's in a difficult relationship, a difficult job situation, um, cultural issues, health issues. This can carry over into a variety of problems where we are having difficulty moving forward. And that's why I associate this with baggage. So let me share with you what the experts have looked at in terms of looking at the types of helplessness that are associated with the responses or the mindsets that people develop from chronic, unrelenting stress or frustration or intermittent, ongoing frustration. So they divide it into whether it's personal or universal, that's one grouping, whether it's global or specific, that's the next grouping, and whether it's chronic or temporary, that's the next grouping. So 
um, notice whether you have tendencies to interpret your stress in one of these ways. This is how it's useful for the average normal person. So let's look at the first grouping, whether the helplessness is personal or universal. Personal helplessness is when we blame ourselves for the problem. Universal is understanding that the situation is the problem, not me. When we go into personal helplessness, blaming ourselves for what's going on, that leads to shame and guilt. When we look at the the bigger issue, the bigger picture, then we're still going to be maybe frustrated or unhappy, but it's not going to tear down our motivation or tear down our confidence. So it's important to sort out whether I'm blaming myself in a situation that's unpleasant or whether I'm looking at the big universal picture. So that's the first uh way of understanding the mindset, personal or universal. The second way of looking at it is global versus specific. When a person responds to a a situation where they're helpless with global helplessness, they take the attitude that there is nothing I can do to improve my life. So they, they just let it affect everything. They overinterpret this to apply to many, many situations. It's kind of an all or nothing thing. Whereas specific means I see that this one area is a problem, but there are many other areas in my life where I have options or control. Then the last critical area is whether The helplessness, we view it as chronic, that nothing can ever get better, or temporary, that uh, this is something that may change in the future, or that I might be able to make some changes in the future. So let's see how this looks. So again, I'm not making a political statement here, but since everyone is dealing with aspects of the pandemic right now as I'm recording this, and there are new variations coming out. This is probably an example that everybody can understand. So let's look at types of helplessness, chronic ongoing stress, how we interpret issues connected to uh, the pandemic, the coronavirus. So personal would be, there's something wrong with me if I'm stressed over this. Whereas universal would be, Wow, everybody's having a hard time figuring out how to navigate this. So if I'm not blaming myself for the stress and I understand this is a global issue, it will have less effect on my confidence. It doesn't fix the problem, but I'm not tearing down my confidence or motivation or just be paralyzed by the problem. Okay, and then let's look at the second area, whether I see this as global or specific. If I overinterpret this and say there's nothing I can do about anything in my life right now, or, well, there are other areas of my life, maybe I can work on a hobby, maybe I can um, look into some job options or a different job option, um, that That way, I'm looking at the areas of my life where I do have control rather than 
allowing the situation to make me think nothing is able to change, everything is frozen, which is not accurate. And then thirdly, we talked about whether we view something as chronic or temporary. If I believe nothing is ever going to get better in the world or in my life, that this has ruined everything forever, I'm going to have more difficulty coping than if I see this as this is something temporary. There have been other pandemics. People do regroup and move forward. Um, obviously, it's it's a significant problem. It's a significant situation. I don't want to minimize that. But we also have to be careful that we don't overinterpret what's happening and close our eyes or give up on the areas of life where we still have some choice, we still have some influence, and we can look at our personal options for managing our risk, managing the other areas of our life that aren't necessarily dictated by what's going on health-wise. Now, I'm just going to comment here that the, um, the w- whether or not we're able to be flexible in our thinking, flexible in our problem-solving, uh, kind in how we talk to ourselves, think about ourselves, a lot of that comes out of the atmosphere that we grew up in. If our family tend to be kind of um, rigid in thinking, very uh strongly motivated by fear or guilt or shame it's a lot more work to unlearn those attitudes whereas if our family encouraged proactive coping talking about feelings and you know I don't see a whole lot of that going on anywhere Um, but just be kind to yourself that we learn these attitudes and we can unlearn them but it's important to be aware of these Um, subconscious attitudes about ourselves, about life, about other people. Because if we're aware of what we're doing mentally, then we have options to change. So let's talk about some ways to, um, again, intervene in negative, rigid ways of thinking when it comes to chronic stress. So here I'm going to give another example of how to uh, manipulate some of the thinking. And this would be more in, uh, I'm going to use an example that I run into a lot, where a person is dealing with chronic, conflictual criticism, negativity from another person maybe that they live with or work with. So a personal helplessness kind of mindset would be, well, it's my fault. There must be something wrong with me or they wouldn't act that way. Rather than looking more at the universal, the bigger picture and saying, this person has a lot of negativity or they wouldn't be dumping it (laughs) all the time. So again, a shift from personal blame, accepting personal blame, and looking at the bigger picture is important to make that shift. Then how this affects how the person interprets the situation, it can be global, I can't make anybody happy, or it can be specific. This one person just never seems to be happy with me, and it doesn't seem to matter what I do. If we see this as global, that I, I can't make anybody happy, 
then I'm going to give up or I'm going to excessively invest in trying to fix something that I don't really have control over. Um, We find this when people keep going back to an abusive partner. They keep trying to fix what's happening when the problem is the negativity and control in the other person. You can't fix that. So specific would be, what can I do for myself in this situation if the other person isn't going to change? So if it's a personal relationship, I can set a different boundary. I can um, end a conversation rather than just accept uh, constant criticism. At work, you might not have that option, but in your personal life, you do. I can uh, look at other places, other relationships, and focus more of my attention and energy and affection in the relationships where I'm getting something back rather than allow this unhappy relationship to define me. And um, a lot of people let that one unhappy relationship define their whole worth. And that, that really isn't logical, is it? We don't want to give one negative person that kind of power over us. Now, if we look at that third set of um, responses in the type of helplessness, chronic or temporary, chronic would be, my life will never get better, my relationships will never get better. Temporary would be, I can do something about the relationships that work. I can focus on making myself happy. I don't have to be defined by this other person or this job. And that's where a person would start to be proactive then to make other connections, to find a support group, to uh, maybe build their own hobbies or interests and de-emphasize the place that they're giving the situation or the job or the relationship that's causing them so much unhappiness. So those are the three types of responses to learned helplessness. And I'm just going to remind you, we want to challenge self-blame. We want to challenge all-or-nothing thinking. And we want to look at areas where we do have some control and start to focus on those areas and set some small goals. So here at the end today, I'm going to pray a blessing for you in a moment. Uh, Let me share some resources that are available for you. If you go to my website, drtonycooper.com, you can request a free digital booklet, Suffering Insights into Faith, and I will send that uh, to your email. I have some videos on YouTube that are connected with this topic, if this interests you. Uh, Some videos you might want to pursue on my YouTube channel would be Psychological Strategies for Change, Building Self-Confidence, Improve Your Coping Skills, Strategies for Stress Management. If you would like some spiritual input, some videos that might be helpful are Great Expectations, Blessings for Wholeness, and Prayer to Know Truth. The Prayer to Know Truth is um, powerful for uh, changing that self-blame when if you've spent too much time being controlled by other people. You can find my books on Amazon. If you enjoyed this, um, leave me some feedback. 
and also consider sharing this podcast with a friend. Let me pray a blessing for you now from Isaiah 11.2. May the Spirit of the Lord rest upon you, the Spirit of extraordinary wisdom, the Spirit of perfect understanding, the Spirit of wise strategy, of mighty power, of revelation, and the reverential awe of the Lord. This is Life Without Baggage, and this is Dr. Tony Cooper. Thanks for listening.